Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. Hi, my name is Danny Carroll, and this is episode 79, and we're talking Earthworm Jim, which released both for the Mega Drive, Sega Genesis, and the Super Nintendo. We all know Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. Da, 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 da. We all know it. Greatest, One of the greatest theme songs ever. In TV, kids' TV, obviously it's not as good as the Turtles. I all know this. Come on. We all know this. But Earthworm Jim was stemmed from a video game, a very hard video game, which going back when I was a kid, I barely got past the first level. I did get past it, but it was very, very difficult. I never finished it until Christmas. When I was back over in the UK, it was one of those games I managed to blitz because it was on the Genesis collection on the SNES Online. I got to have it. No, that's, you know what I mean. The Switch Online, there we go, Nintendo Switch Online. With the Genesis Collection, Earthworm Jim was in there, got to play it, blitzed it, had a great time playing it. And I am joined this week by Sick Jake, he's back from the Breast Best B, Press, Press B, Press B to cancel podcast. Because I don't know whether I want to go Irish, or Scottish, or Dutch, yeah, I don't know where the accent's going, it's just, you gotta make the best of these things. Yeah, so Sick Jake from the Breast Press, I've done it again, I can't say Press B, I don't know what the Press B to cancel podcast, I'm not editing that out either, because I can't freaking get my words out. So Jake asked me to play this game, and I did. I'm one of the ones I managed to blitz over Christmas, and he is coming on to have a good old chat about this one. It's a very random game. It kind of, if you know Ren and Stimpy, it falls into that category of stupidness. That's the best way of saying it. It has that same of vulgar approach to comedy, which, would it work now? Well, we talk about that, and whether we it, it would work in the modern day world now. Now, I've got to get the plugs out of the way first because um, they basically help fund the show. So wherever you're listening to this, please give it a five-star review. Please say it's good. Please tell me it's crap. Please tell me you want me to actually edit it properly and not put the mistakes in. Or maybe you like the mistakes. I don't know. But when it also comes out on the uh, socials, when it comes out on X, because that's what we are now, we're not Twitter, we're X, uh, please share because it really helps to get it out there. Now, if you want to help support the show financially, you can do over so at patreon.com forward slash retro wars. With $1 each month, you get access to your own show called DLC. This could be top 10s, modern day game reviews or gaming events. And as a bit of a sneak peek, this is episode 52, where I'm basically looking at, well, the fact we can't get hold of retro video games anymore. Why can't we access all these old games? Okay, the, the Japanese ones, that's a separate argument. But there's all these other ones like Fire Emblem Engage, uh, Awakening, Fire Emblem Fates, uh, Echoes. I'd love to be able to play some of these old ones, but there's just no way you can actually play them at the moment unless you go down the second-hand market, which absolutely sucks. Now... And that was episode 52, where we're basically, well, I was looking at the fact that you can't get hold of retro video games, which sucks. Next week, I am looking at Evo and all the announcements that came from that. And oh my god, there's some big announcements. There's one of which I just wanted to go, oh my god, yes. But I can't, because that'd be spoiling the DLC. And if you know me, you know me well, you'll know what announcement that was. So what are you guessing now? Is it this? Is it this? Is it this? It's definitely one I'm very excited about. 
But also to let you know that 5% of all our Patreon fund each month goes to a UK charity called Get Well Gamers. And they help support, get, they provide games and consoles to 150 children's wards across the country. And so far we've raised just over $4.50, which I know look, isn't much, I know that. But hopefully I'd love to get to the stage where we get more and more Patreon members. And we can actually get to the stage where we could donate in consoles and maybe even a game per month. How good would that be if we have so many Patreons we can donate a physical game every month? How good would that be? Uh, if you want to donate games directly, you're thinking, oh, I can make 20 bucks here and there. Just donate to the charity directly. The link is in the description. They would really appreciate it. And what else you get for your money? Well, you get access to enter our own Discord, where we just basically mess around and just abuse me, really. You get a chance to message me one-on-one, and you can take part in all our shows of 16-bit of nonsense, survival die, DLC, or comments of the game of the week. And I'll probably say your name's wrong, because I can't read most of the time. It's one of the problems of mine. All right, that is the plug. Let's get into our letter section, which we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Now, 16 Bits of Nonsense is our letter section, where I basically let you guys from Patreon say whatever you want to say and ask me. Now, I have to say from the off, I apologize. I got all this up late. Everything's coming out late. It's just been so busy at home. Uh, my sister-in-law, Venus, is currently... Venus de Milo, she's currently visiting at the moment. Uh, so it's been go, go, go. But work's just been... Work has just got me... Again, I have an important job. I'm an idiot, but it's an important job, and I really have to knuckle down and get things done. Late hours, so I'm exhausted at the moment. Absolutely ghost. So I do apologize. I've been usually I get up at 6 a.m. to get shit done, but I've just been so tired. I'm like, no, I need my sleep, which is going to be a bit of a bummer because I'm looking at my schedule for this weekend. I've got my Saturday something to record. This Sunday something to record. Monday something to record. Tuesday something to record. So yeah, I've got shit to record. I've got so much to record. Ah, and I've got so much to play. Ah. It's all good. It'll work its way out. It always does. It's work its way out. All right. Okay. So this is our letter section where I said you guys can pretty much ask me whatever you want. So first of all, Captain N says, Danny, do you play any games that are simple in their designs? Recently, I've been playing SnowRunner with a couple of fellas I know. And while there's no real risk to die or anything, to shoot in this game is really fun. I love games like this, such as SimCity 4, Lawnmower Simulator, and House Flipper. They're just Zen games to play when I shut my brain off. Do you play games like this? Do you prefer the running gun stylings as a day more action oriented games? Um, that's a good question. I, for me, I'm not like a running gun. You know, the, the Call of Duty. I've kind of fell out of love with stuff like that. But I am just constantly now from like yeah, one game to the next. Like I play this game and I play this game. I play this game. None of the games I play specifically i'd say the ones you have to shut off like because i've been on this fire emblem binge recently you can't shut off with fire emblem because if you do that for even a second your character dies and you go my character died i want to cry so you can't afford to do that if if i'd say if i was going to play a game that would just be a mind well pokemon i can do that with now i could do that backwards i'd say you know is it that jet that what do you call it jet wash simulator Oh my god, it'd be that. That just looks so much fun. Like, I've got a power wash, whatever it's called. Like, I've got a power wash here. Oh my god, using the power wash is the most fun ever. I love it. Like, just a in my hand. But just so relaxing. So when the missus says, just clean the path, I'm like, yes. Oh, oh it's the best. And the fact that it was, it, it, I'm just, I can't remember what it's called, power washer. But you could clean 
I think SpongeBob's in there, but you can clean Final Fantasy VII stuff with. That's just amazing. I mentioned this, didn't I, in a previous um, the news quite a few episodes ago. They can clean Tifa's bar. I never actually looked if it was inside or not. It had to be outside because surely inside would be just smashing bottles everywhere. Although quite funny that would be. But, oh, no, it would be the power wash simulator. It has to be if I'm going to zone out. But, again, I'd feel guilty if I was playing that because I'm like, I know you want to zone out, but you've got other shit to do. You've got other games to play. You've got other notes to do. That's how it kind of is now. It's like, oh, you should be playing another game. You shouldn't be playing a retro game. You should be playing a modern game. So I don't really give my time to kind of zone out. I need to get back into some exercise really just to get my mind working because I'm, I'm putting probably too much pressure on myself. Um, good question. I appreciate that. Chris Copleen says, Chuck's Saturn Smutlord. No, Smutlord. Stop adding your Saturn stuff to it. So he doesn't know. He's, he thinks this group and our Patreon members are called the Saturn Smut Squad. No, they're just called the Smut Squad. I removed the Saturn stuff. That's gone. I didn't think you thought... I didn't think you thought the concept of pounding ass. <sighs> I didn't say it, but you think the pounding was objectionable. So Chris likes to put things where you have to object to me. As a member of the Smut Squad, stop it. I will be sure to incorporate as much pounding into my comments as possible. Right. Okay, everyone, please sign up for Patreon because I read about six per week and I'll make sure if we get more than six, he's not in it. So Chris won't even get mentioned anymore. But I have to, because he knows I'm desperate for content. <laughs> As for the Saturn discussion, a full translation of Stellar Assault SS has been released by the same team that did the translation of Bulk Slash. <laughs> You're just saying words to me there, mate. Just saying words. With all these fantastic efforts we've been seeing going on, what can effectively be called a full-blown localization, are there any titles locked away in Japan you'd like to see get the full treatment? Oh! I thought you'd be turning out into something else. Um, <laughs> I'm such a cop-out. I can't believe I'm saying it. Fire Emblem. Um, but it is because I'm just currently playing that at the moment. I'm playing Fire Emblem Genealogy of the Holy War. And I had to... You can't access it outside Japan. And it was told it's a really good one. And it's got a... I had to get a patch. And I was like, oh, how did you do a patch translation? And I got it working. I was like, wow, oh, wow, cool, cool. So I'm playing that. I would have loved to see that come out. For them people to go, oh my god, oh my god, this game is so hard. What the fuck? I'm not used to this. This is the hardest game I've ever played in my life. Well, it is at points. But I'd love to see that if they actually start bringing some of these old titles out. Um, other ones. Ooh. I can't think of many off the top of my head. But I guarantee, there's actually no tell. Like, there's some old Gundam games that look really cool. I would have loved to play. But they just, because Gundam games just don't do well. But I saw them, like, in their market over there on YouTube. It looks so much fun. I was like, oh, I'd love to play them. Like, I'd really wish someone just put the effort. Yeah, someone else, not me, because I can't speak Japanese to do that. Because I'm useless at these things. But, yeah, I, I'm sure there are plenty of, there's plenty of RPGs, must be out there, or JRPGs, which I'll never get the chance to play. But maybe, maybe. Hope that answers your question. But that's a good one. I like that one, Chris. That, that gets me thinking. And now I've learned about how to do patches. I'm like, ah, oh, maybe there's old Super Nintendo games I've never seen before. And this goes back to what I was saying in the DLC. It's like, oh, there's all these games that are locked away. We'll never get hold of unless someone's doing a, tra you know, a translation. And it's a shame because there are so many games now where back in the day, you would think, oh, yeah, that's not for the Western audience. But as we kind of see, games will kind of make their way there. We'll like them. So it'd be a bit of a shame that... 
we'll never get to see them unless someone does that localization. So yeah, bit of a shame. But yeah, good question. No, I do like that. Um, that is all our questions. And if you want to write in pretty much anything you want, just sign up at patreon.com forward slash wars and you can write in and ask away. All right, let's go into our new section, which we call Patch 79.0. So patch 79.0 is our new section where I look at what's been going on in the world of gaming and pretty much give my take on it. Big news, the big news. Nintendo Switch 2 already with developers launching in 2024. Now apparently there's rumours that the next Nintendo console is going to be coming out late 2024 because the developer kits that Nintendo have basically been giving out for this gen are with the key partner studios. Now they've not said who these key partner studios are. This is a VH VGC report. They've not said who these reports are. They've not said is it a Switch. However, the alleged report says this new system work in portable mode, similar to the Switch. Well, it has to be. Any any new console has to be Switch orientated. They'd be stupid to go back to a console version and then have a handheld version. They are, In my opinion, the Switch is, I think it's going to retire, they said, as the third biggest selling console. You'd be stupid not to keep it as a handheld. The only thing I think they'll do is they would have got that Steam Deck, smashed the Steam Deck to a bloody, you know, to smithereens to go, what, what, are, what's in you? What is in you? Because it's, it's got to be more powerful. The, the, the new console has to be more powerful than the Steam Deck. I think if you really want to push them, you know, become again the kings of the market. We'll wait and see. Uh, but yeah, apparently, the, you know, they've not said which studios these are going to be. You'd imagine Nintendo are going to be there with their assassins already waiting to see who's going to leak it. It's going to be interesting who leaked this. Because Nintendo are going to come after them. I'm surprised they're not trying to come after me for even talking about it right now. They're up behind my window watching to see what I do. Oh, it's like when you go around North Korea. They're watching you everywhere. It'd be like the, the Nintendo is watching me, making sure I don't say the wrong things. But I, I suspect we're going to be seeing this. But I'd like to hopefully it announces it rather than somebody else leaks it. I, want, I like it when they do the big reveals. Again, when they revealed the Nintendo Switch, I was like, holy, give me, take my money, take my money. That's what I was thinking at the time. Okay, things which scare me. Elden Ring. We all know Elden Ring scares me. I like it, but it scares the shit out of me because it's so good. You know, the other week, I think I said that there's some woman beat with two dance mats or whatever. Well, some guy has beat um, beat the game with a saxophone controller without getting hit. Apparently, the Twitch streamer Dr. Decoposing, Dr. Decoposing, has done a no-hit Elden Run with an electric saxophone controller. Wow. That makes me look at my life and go, what the fuck have I been doing? I'm using a controller. I'm an idiot. Um, how? He's blowing his word. He's doing a little funky tune as he's basically smashing all the bosses. I think that's class. Like, where's, where's the talent in that? That's one of those things. It's like, you know, as a gamer, you always think... Uh, the girls aren't going to be... I know there's gamer girls, but yeah, that stereotypical girls aren't going to be interested in what you have to say. So yeah, it's gaming. I'd be like, oh, hey, I just beat Elden Ring using a no-hit run, using a saxophone controller. And what are you expecting them to go, oh my God, oh yeah, take me to the bedroom. Honestly, I'd, I'd take me to the bedroom with that. That's superb. That's, that is a top effort. 
I, yeah, I can't do that. I'd be if I told my wife that, she'd be like, I don't give a shit. Again, she'd be like, you're wasting your life. That's what she'd be saying to me. I'm impressed. I am impressed. I'm not angry. I'm impressed. Yeah, not for her. She'd hate it. Well done, though. Well done, Dr. Decomposing. Dr. Decomposing. Oh, now I've got it now. Oh, dickhead. Uh, I love this next story. Oh, this next story is amazing. Apparently, the PS5 update is coming, and they're testing it out now. It's being rolled out uh, in the beta of it in US, Canada, Japan, UK, and Germany, and France. And it's going to be an update that allows you to turn off the beep on your console. Don't give anyone says. It is the worst. It's our worst enemy as a gamer. It's like you wake up in the morning. Beep. Fucking what the fuck are you doing? The fuck are you playing a fucking video? Fuck. Or you have an argument with your missus, and the next second all she hears is beep. <laughs> the fact they're going to remove the beep. Oh. Just. Like, I imagine uh, kids around the world who are basically trying to hide from playing. Are you playing on PlayStation? No. Beep. Oh. Thank you, Sony. I can't wait. Literally, it's the patch I've been waiting for ever since I've had a PS3. I've been waiting for it. Oh, fucking awesome. How funny is that, though? Oh, people are rejoicing around the world. Men and women alike. It's great. Now, I was talking about the Switch. Um, remember I said about the Switch is probably going to finish up number three. Well, they've now announced that one billion Switch games have been sold. Fuck. Fuck. One billion switch games just need to put that into account imagine you put time all the time like like how many people put time into those games how many hours they've got i just think that's insane whoa sorry i'm watching the australia denmark game at the same time oh denmark they got in all right um Let's go for this top 10. I'll go 10, 10 to 1. So, the new Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe. I haven't played that. 16.17. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. 18.51 million. Super Mario Party. 19.39. I'll just do night. I, I, I'm not going to go into the others. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. 22. Pokemon Sword and Shield. 25. Super Mario Odyssey. 26. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. 30 million. Smash Bros. Ultimate. 31 million. Animal Crossing. 42 million. And the obvious one... Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is a Wii U title. Wii U! 55 million. Holy fudge. That's just insane. Like, add 40. Times that by 40. That's 2.2 billion dollars. 2.2 billion. Fuck. Jesus, Mario. Nintendo's sitting there going, he's it's a winner. That's the worst accent I could have done. I was saying, I was just happy. I just didn't know where I was going with that. But wow, fucking hell. What's Mario Kart 9 going to do? Nothing. Don't release it. Keep saying this. All right, the final bit of news I'm going to talk about. Um, there's going to be a Pokemon Presents coming out. Uh, t- I think it's a day. Basically, by the time we wake up in the morning, it's going to be out. 35 minutes of news and updates. Uh, they're probably going to talk about the Scarlet and Violet DLC. That's probably going to be mentioned. But it's 35 minutes, so... They won't talk about it that long, and hopefully, I just want to hear old games. It's all I want to hear about now. I just want to hear that they're coming to Nintendo Switch. Whether it's the old Game Boy games, whether it's the Game Boy Advance games, I want to see them, and I want to see connectivity. If they gave me the old Game Boy games, Red, Blue, and Yellow, and they said they can work on the Nintendo Switch, uh, either the Pokemon Stadium, I'd lose my shit. If they released Pokemon Stadium 2 and uh, Gold and Silver, and that could work, I'd lose my shit. 
I would full-blown lose my shit if I could play Pokemon Stadium 2 with Pokemon Gold and Silver. I'd be playing that tomorrow straight away to make an old team, make a team again. It'd be the best shit ever to play old-school Pokemon on old... Oh, fuck me. That's all I want. We won't, though, because fucking Nintendo. <sighs> but that is it. That is it for um, our news. So, yeah, I'll see what happens with Pokemon, whether, you know, we'll all know if it happens because I'll be screaming and you'll hear it from your windows. You'll be like, oh, it's obviously happened here. It's, oh! No matter what part of the world you are, Japan, China, America, Canada, you freaking hear me screaming. It'd be the best. All right, let's move into our free section, which everyone can play, which is called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh-huh. So Stick It Up With Jinjo is your free section that anybody can play. And pretty much I want to know about what your frustrations are and what your wins are for the week. We've got two little things here. Uh, Fred Lu- Lukasek says, barely any time to play. And when the time finally comes, it's nothing but a guilt trip. Yeah, I do feel that sometimes. I do feel like sometimes am I, is it, should I be doing something else? Like shit, I should be tidying the house because I don't want my wife to kill me. I'm like, shit. So, or should I be giving her a cuddle? I'm like, shit. I don't know. She'll kill me. But I know, I know what you mean, Fred. That is a, that is a pain in the ass sometimes. That you just, oh, should I be doing this? Fuck. It's like, I've got adult shit to do. Maybe I need to do that. Oh, modern day life, innit? Sucks not being a kid sometimes. When a kid, you wouldn't give a rat's ass. I spent the whole day playing Mega Bomb Man 64. So, so what? Time me life. There's always tomorrow. Okay. Now it's like, oh, I've got to do this. I've got bills to pay. I should have been at work four hours ago. Oh, it's just one of those things. We'll never be able to. Damn life, stupid. And then Ryan R- Riley says, didn't realize that breaking, not breaking controller counted as an achievement this days. He's basically got that because I put, an, I put a broken NES controller stuck together. And for fuck's sake, people, it's just a stock image. I'm not implying you've got break control. I've had this argument. It's, not, it's just basically a pissed off with something with a video game. Fuck's sake, I'm not saying you're broken a controller. But it's the best way to, to, for you lot to comment. Oh, I have to put this. It's not just, It's not me. I'm not saying you broke a controller. But yeah, you want to moan, you want to moan. It's fine. I don't really mind. All right. Let's move in to our final section that Patreon members can play. It's a little game called Survive or Die. Hey, listen. Now, Survive or Die, I said, is for our Patreon members, and it's basically where each week we get to characters, games, franchises, anything really, and have them knelt down before Mr. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who will basically deal out justice with Shao Kahn Hammer. One of them will get their brains splattered in, and one of them will live to fight another day. And I said, I will listen to you guys. It's happened before. And this week, considering we are talking about Earthworm Jim, I wanted to look at his power suit. The power suit which essentially made Jim who he is. And I put the power suit up against the Viera suit, various suit, from the Metroid series. What Samus basically wears to make her about 12 foot 6 and weigh about 2,000 pounds. Alright, so as I said, I'll get to hear your guys' opinions first and then I will give my answer. Captain N says, what a conundrum. 
Firstly, we have the beloved Earthworm Jim's power suit and features in a couple of games and TV shows, which gives it seemingly ordinary fishing the bait power of ordinary. Ah, sorry, seemingly gives this ordinary fishing bait the power to jump, swing, shoot, and bounce its way through complicated levels. Then we have Samus Aran's various suits, which is an upgrade of her power suit. So I was able to get rid of the power suit, then I. Oh, so if I were to get rid of the power suit, then I would be getting rid of both their suits, and this isn't right. Samus Aran can lose her various suit because I can't have my boy Jim go naked. And since she liked to miss the obvious answer, I will say it again. The various suit can Jeffrey Dean Morgan or Shao Kahn hammered or lost with a dry cleaning, whichever is the most brutal. I'll imagine that. We need to smash it with a hammer or it's going to get lost in the dry cleaning. The dry cleaning? No, I can't come and have a dry cleaning. Yeah. Chris says, when you consider the power suit turned Jim from a regular earthworm into an earthworm with raging libido for a sexy anthropomorphic... Oh, I said it! Get in, insect woman! I was happy I managed to get that tongue twister out, let alone super strength. you got to keep it. I mean, honestly, Danny, you could have that suit that you could have from stuffing... Hang on. <laughs> Fucking ear was it mouthful. I mean, honestly, Danny, you could either have a suit that could take you suffering from your low to get... Getting... Oh, forgot. No! from getting taller in that area and ready for some naughty things or you could get a suit that is so cool and it's important its name is a result of a translation error and at some points in the series can be turned on and off like some twat with a power complex fair enough give me the wearable wearable viagra diameter <laughs> when, when is the earthworm gym suit a viagra suit the very after reeks it's like he, it's so small text. Uh, the Vriari, Vriari, I can't even say it. The Vriari, ah, oh, fuck's sake. It's too late in the day. The various suit is getting the Jeffrey Dean Morgan shower can't fist up the Objection! pounding and he's wearing the power suit while he's doing it so the pounding has additional motivation and force behind it. Just tell him the doctor if he can't finish it off after six hours. Yeah, imagine that. I'm going to go with you guys. I'm saying, I'm keeping the, I'm keeping the the power suit and yeah i'm gonna go in the same thing jeffrey d morgan has to wear the power suit that's what it should be this should be the whole thing now it's jeffrey d morgan wearing the earthworm gym power suit with um shower khan's hammer that's what it is now fuck it that's what it is <laughs> oh why is that so stupid just the, just think of the thought. I had to make a Patreon because I said if we get to like 100 Patreons, I'd start making T-shirt designs. Imagine that. He, if Jeffrey D. Morgan ever sees one of our T-shirt designs, it's him with the Earthworm Jim suit with a shower can hammer. Going, what the fuck is this? That is it. Now, someone do some artwork. Do me artwork. It's awesome. Uh yeah, I'm definitely keeping the power suit just for that reason. That's class. Ha! That's so stupid. All right, thanks guys. We really. Appreciate- <laughs> I love my job. Okay, so what have I been up to? Uh, again, as I said earlier, I've been working and it's just been non-stop, constant, working my ass off. That's basically a bit of it. Come home, bit of, bit of gaming by the couch, go to bed, start again. That is simply it. What have I been playing? Uh, I, as I said at the beginning, it's a bit of Fire Emblem binge and I'm currently playing uh, Genealogy of the Holy War, which is an old Super Nintendo game and it is very different from any Fire Emblem game I've ever played. And again, someone can go, well, this is one of the original ones. I know that. I know that, but I was used... To, and I kind of got mollycoddled and kind of protected by the newer ones. That's all I'll say. If you played the like the newer ones, you're going to get... You're going to feel like, oh, jeez, I was wearing a freaking blanket playing... <laughs> you go play these old ones, you're like, ah! 
shit. And it will be getting a review at some point. And we do have a guest lined up, although he's got to play it. And he's in the same boat as I am. And he's going to get a shock. That's all I can say. Okay, before we go to the episode, because I have been talking for quite nearly about half an hour. It's not as long as usual. I'm going to get your thoughts. So Captain N says, cows, bad guys, earthworms, guns, whips, jumping. They're just some of the things you can do in Earthworm Jim, and I couldn't agree more. It's true. There's so much shit you can do in this game. It's absolutely awesome. And Chris says, I remember liking this game a lot as a kid. Does it fit perfectly with the red and stimpy trend of the early mid-90s in terms of design? See, I, I, I said it. I said it. I didn't even read the comment. I already said it. See, we're on the same wavelength. We're on the same wave wavelength. That's the word I'm thinking of. That is it. It also did cool things like not show your bullets while firing your gun and had creative environments. That was cool. All being said, this game plays like crap. Oh, that was just ruined it. And it did back then too. And I think the 90s nostalgia blinders up blinders obscuff. Ob, now he's using big words. Ob, obfuscate. I don't know what that means. That for most people that remember it, remember it fondly. Don't use words that are too big. I won't understand because I'm a moron. That was me, not him. Although he probably agrees with it. Um, ooh, cheeky Australia. All right, sorry. Just they distantly scored again. This is why paying attention with these things. Okay, I've been going on long enough. It is time to go into the main episode with my guest, Sick Jake, from the Press B to Council podcast. Yeah, there we go. I can say it properly now. <laughs> right at the end. All right, I'm going to play some music. And when I come back, me and Sick Jake are going to be talking about Earthworm Jim, which came out for the Super Nintendo and the Mega Drive in October 1994. Fuck me, I'm old. Returning once more to the show is Jake from the Press B to Cancel podcast. How are you, matey? Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Well, it's, no, it's been a pleasure. Have, I like having you on the show. Although, I was kind of cursing your name. Uh, at first, I wasn't. At first, I was very happy that you picked this game. And then, by the end of it, I was like, fucking, fucking, Jake, fucking, fucking. Because um, Earthworm Jim, it's a tricky one. It's a bit difficult. It's- it is difficult and it is tricky, but I think it's it's one of my favorite games on the Genesis. Actually, I gotta ask, what what system did you play it on? I played it on the the Mega Drive. Yeah, I played that version because yeah. the Super Nintendo has a level missing. As I as I did a little bit of research, one level is missing, so I got to play the inside level. Uh, I did get to play that one, but just a bit weird. But I played it on the Mega Mega Drive collection. No, I enjoyed it. It was just hard as freaking balls. It was so hard. <laughs> Yeah, it's when I went back to play it for for this episode. It's been a couple of years since I sat down to beat it. Beat it. I mean, I spun it up once in a while for the first few stages, but to actually go through start to finish, I might have been dropping a few swear words from time to time, especially toward the end. It got pretty frustrating. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Because I think it starts off okay. I think like when you basically start the game, it, it is difficult. Even the first level is it uh, is diff is hard. The the tire level. But eventually, it, the difficulty just ramps up so so quickly. But again, I, I'm not a, I'm I'm okay with difficult games, but I think this is one of the harder ones because pattern recognition just seems to go out the window. So I think it's just kind of hold on and hope for God you're gonna be okay. Well, I don't know about that. I think I think there are some patterns to the bosses, but I mean the the first stage. If we want to start there, what what makes it tricky is the controls that you have of Jim. 
are a bit mm. weird, right? You can swing your head around because you're a worm. And you can swing your you're head a worm. And it doesn't feel good at all. But you have to learn how to use it properly because it's the only way to one-shot certain enemies. So you have to learn yeah. the controls. And the bouncing off the tires doesn't feel great. But like a lot of the game, a lot of the mechanics are only used really in each stage once. So once you get past that, it's okay. Yeah, that's what I found really good about this game is that every level is something new. And I have to praise the team who made this because every, at every level they've tried to use what really Jim has like a simple move set, but the world he comes from and the world he lives in is everything is new. And I got thought to say, wow, okay, this is a different challenge. Like it's not even it's not even a lie. Every level is completely different. And then you use a new mechanic. Like in the first level, yes, it's the tires, and you have to learn quickly how to use your head as a whip, which is just, it's just incredible. Um, and then you're going into the freaking water level, which I will get to. You have a level <laughs> where you're in the middle of like a circular well ball, and you have to start firing from all directions. You've got the snot monster, the snot bungee jump. And I was like, oh my, how many different, there's so many, that's that's just three of them. There are so many different ideas in this game, and it's absolutely incredible. They stuffed them all in. There's one of them that really leaves the suit, which is ingenious. Oh, it's awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, it's it's not a very long sequence, but just being out of the suit as you try and hop as an earthworm can, I guess, and try and get back to it, it's, it's fun. I thought that was great. Oh, it's great. And probably people think, might be thinking, what the hell is Earthworm Jim? Well, if you don't know... Earthworm Jim was a game where I don't I think the developer was on crack when they came up with this. <laughs> and it's basically around this super suit and this super suit, everyone's after it, and it fell on Earth, landed on a worm, and basically made him huge, um, and made him into who Jim he is now. So Jim as an earthworm isn't actually that normal size. The suit made him do that. Um, but he gets a gun and everyone's after it, basically. And the it's very 90s humor i'd say like yes. ren and stimpy gross farting it, it follows i think what we grew up with i think young or new gamers today might go what the fuck is this but that was the humor back then yeah so i would definitely say it's a product of its time right this is this is definitely a 90s game and idea i mean mm. it even has a spin-off cartoon which is which is just the humor you would expect it to be but um, this game actually started as uh, an idea from Playmate Toys. They said, oh, they? we want to make more action figures. Yeah, and we need more toys. But rather than start do. with a cartoon, they started with a video game. So they reached out to a few contacts to try and get an idea for a character. And that's how it kind of developed. I can't remember the guy who made Jim. Doug Tenaple, I think it might have been, who's a bit of a weird guy. Yeah. And he ended up reaching out to David Perry who is uh, most people might know him from shiny, but he was part of Virgin interactive back in the day who did Aladdin. So when you go back and play Aladdin on the Genesis and compare mm. it to earthworm Jim, you can feel a lot of similarities in how he coded the two games. They feel very similar in physics. They both have fluid animation style and whatnot. So it's kind of neat how you got, he has an imprint on the game with Jim. Well, I'll tell you what the animation uses you saying is the animation. In this game is incredible. Like yeah. every sprite looks awesome awesome like the level of details and the background jim himself looks incredible the fact that he uh, yeah i think it's the same with aladdin aladdin's moving constantly jim is moving constantly like he's like bouncing up and down it's like that is really great and i think what i thought was really very clever is with jim's gun 
it doesn't fire officially. Well, you don't see any bullets firing. All you see is the flash coming from the gun. But the game registers that as the gun firing. And so it's basically invisibly firing the bullets. And I thought that is incredibly clever to save, like, memory space. I was like, that is genius. And it kind of fits the character, right? Yeah. Jim is kind of this bumbling, you know, guy in a suit type of deal. And when he's shooting, he's blindly firing, hoping he hits something. In reality, the way the game is programmed is if something's within range of the gun, they get hit. It's not it's not a, an accuracy shooter by any means. It's, no. It really is a platforming game. And I like how they did that. It really fits the character. And it looks like on the animation when he's shooting is just like he's going off the hook, lens flare off the gun on your face. Like, it's really cool. Oh, it just looks absolutely awesome. I don't rely on your gun. There's only one level you're going to have to, like, literally pray to God you've got enough bullets or you're dead. But it's just like the little, there's little sound bites, which I know the guy who did it. It was like that groovy. And I know yes. that's the guy who made it. But little bits like that is just awesome. The music for the game is incredible. But it's, it's just a very random game as well. Like in that tire level, the first one. Um, you launch a cow, and it just says cow launched, and you're like, what the absolute <laughs> fuck is going on in this game? It's ridiculous. Well, like, and some of the names of the characters just is just hilarious, right? Like, you have uh, Bob the Goldfish is the bad guy in the water stage, although there's yes. not much of a fight with the fish. And then you have Cy Crow, who's the, the guy who hounds you in the bonus stages, literally a yeah. crow with a fishing hook. It just the names of the characters is out there. I mean, I want to say, what was the name of the boss, the queen? Uh, queen. Princess. No, no, queen. What? Princess, what's her name? Yeah. Oh, it's queen something for a butt. Yeah, like festering, pus-filled, smoldering, hated slug for a butt or something. It's like, it's like a... 10 names long. It's funny. Yes, yeah, it's, it's so stupid. Like a Puppy Pete. Puppy Pete. Oh, oh yes. I love I, Puppy I love Pete. Who's uh, a dog who, if you... Uh, if he falls in a pit, if you don't save him from falling in a pit, he morphs Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde style and attacks you. It's 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 hilarious. Like oh. even the water stage, you're riding a giant hamster. Oh yeah, you I mean you can't you? make this shit up, right? It's an LSD trip, really. It is an LSD trip. Like some of it is so funny. Like yeah, Puppy Pete, like he's in the cartoon, and I bet the cartoon is the theme tune for that song for that TV show is absolutely incredible, <laughs> so but. Good. It's so good. And in yeah, Puppy Pete is yeah, his level is so difficult. So you've got to get this dog from one end to the other. But you've got to basically make sure he doesn't get hit. You've got to make sure he doesn't jump down a hole, because if he does, he transforms into you said Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. And he'll come and attack you. So you've got to whip him over things, get in front of things and attack them. It's so clever because it is. It sounds easy, but it's hard because your timing's got to be perfect. But Puppy Pete, as it is designed, it, like the idea of it is just so stupid, but it's so it works. It's just great. That's that's pretty much the game in a nutshell. It's stupid, but it works, right? Like I mean, even the the one boss is a uh, Professor Monkey for a head. Professor Monkey for a head, yeah. A monkey for a head. But there's a section of that level, uh, which is called level five. <laughs> yeah. Bizarre. But he hangs from the, the, the ceiling with the monkey appendages and he moves along. <laughs> it's, just it's just so weird. It's bad shit. Nuts. I get yeah, the, the, the forgot about the hamster. And when you have to face Psycho, so Psycho, yeah, it's like basically a crow. 
and you have to face him in essentially it's how they get from one level to another and i think that was very clever and you basically go around like a wormhole um dodging asteroids and if you beat him in a race you don't have to fight him but if you do if you lose you've got to fight him um and again it's so clever because it's mixing that 3d element in it explains how jim gets to one world to another i was like that is that is pretty ingenious and it's like a rodeo and when he gets like a booster he's like whoa nilly like this is so stupid and it well if you win he also takes his own body and twirls like a lasso at the end and he drives <laughs> off like it's just does hilarious well, doesn't he yeah. yeah but that it's... stage is also really important because if you get these spheres when you do those bonus stages if you get enough spheres you unlock a continue and in a game like this those continues really matter <laughs> jesus yeah the they really matter like jim isn't a one like one hit he's dead he needs energy tanks but you will like some of it's so hard and the difficulty is a thing because yeah, you've the one level which I really frustrated me was the sub level. So this is the same level where you're riding a giant hamster at some point, which is just so stupid. Um, <laughs> and you get into a submarine, and you've got to direct this submarine around basically an obstacle course, but you've got to do it really quick because it's limited air. But every time you touch the walls or touch the sides, the you get bounced off really hard but the glass submarine will crack ever so slightly. So many cracks, it explodes, Jim dies. And you've got to go. And I know there's one point. Now, I didn't know there was a secret dock. I was like, you yes. fucker. You messaged it's me that. I was like, it's like, yeah, it does. I was like, you, when you messaged me that, I was going to kill you. I was going to jump through the phone and kill you. <laughs> I was like, you are what? There's a secret hiding energy or oxygen tank. Because there's that one segment. You think you've got 90 seconds, that's fine. No, you've got to fly. And again, it's you mess up, you're dead. And I'm going to put it out there. This is controversial. This water section is harder than the TMNT NES version by a mile. Hmm, I don't know about that. They're both timed and they're both difficult. I mean, to be real here, like what water level is good in any video game? They're all crap. They're all <laughs> Every shit. single game that's a water level. But uh, this one was tough. But as a kid, I didn't know about that that hidden error thing. So I was spending way too long perfecting the route to get through the stage to, to have yeah. enough time and not get hit. And when you do it right, you don't get hit at all. And you feel like an absolute badass as you're like drifting around these corners underwater. Oh, you would. Damage. But it's so difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. If I could do that, I'd literally, that's bad in sex. If I could drift around those corners without getting hit, I'd be saying to the wife, don't need you tonight, love. We're done. It's fine. I've, I've got my enjoyment. We're, we're completely fine. I said, what? I just just did FOM gym, the submarine level, without getting hit. You know what I mean? What, what more can I ask for? It's just, oh. Life when is you, complete. It's just, life is complete. Yeah. And then you, you, go, you go from that, and eventually you fight a boss where he's a snot monster, and you've got to basically bungee jump and smack him against the wall whilst dodging a essentially a crocodile who will bite you in half. Oh, bottom, if you get, yes. He'll get it's like Jesus. And that's not you've got to beat him like three times, and the first two aren't too hard, but eventually it gets really hard. And it's like fucking hell. And again, it's difficult, but you've just got to know your timing when to get in, when it's safe. But that croc is always like, where the fuck is it? Where the f- oh fuck, there it is, dead. One shot dead. Yeah, you really... So he's bouncing on a, a rope of snot. Thankfully, yeah. Jim has a, a bungee cord. But yeah, you really need to 
learn the timing of it and when to make your move, right? So my trick for that stage is never stop moving because if you're sitting idle at the bottom of that that peak, the thing will eat you every time. And you got to keep moving. But I mean, there's a way to like, it almost feels like you're finessing around him to coax him to the side of the wall so you can elbow him. But it is also very challenging. But I, I like that level quite a bit. Oh, I think the design of it is incredible. Like I look, I'm, I'm thinking back. Like this game is difficult, but I'm thinking back to any game I've ever played, and I can't think of ones with a this much variety, but also with a with a bungee level. The closest I've got is Goldeneye, and that's is just there the a end of level it. In Goldeneye? Well, the dam oh, he jumps off, yeah, don't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. That's the closest so. I'm getting to any bungee level. It's pretty think. unique now that I think about it. Yeah, I can't think of anything that's been used, especially when you're facing a snot monster. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, that yeah, that also is pretty rare. I mean, not since Boogerman have we seen snot <laughs> in character yeah. form. Right? Can you imagine if they did that today? Right, we're going to release snot as a thing. Parents will be up in freaking arms. They will be kicking off left, right, center. Like, no, no, it's disgusting. It's bad for our kids. It's bad morals. It's like, Jesus, live in the 90s. Well, it's that gross-out humor that just, it really was a thing of the 90s. It just, just top to bottom. Like, you wouldn't see this show brought back, or this game brought back. I think there was, I want to say, was it the Amigo, Miko, that, um, what's his name? Tommy Tellerico's bringing back the Intellivision, or he was trying to. I think it got canceled. But one of the highlights for that system was the Earthworm Jim sequel, or remaster, or something. Yeah. And I'm wondering what happens to that now. Because if it has the same sense of humor as the original one, I don't see that flying well with anybody. It's just not good. I think, yeah, you'd be trying to aim it for our generation, but it's whether we'd play it. I know I did see a trailer for a TV show, but again, it's hard. Like, I watch, okay, it sounds weird. I watch a lot of kids' TV just because I have a child. And we've kind of got past that, you know, that Ren and Stimpy humor. We've gone past that now, and I can't think of many cartoons today that actually have that. And I just don't know if there's a place for it anymore. Not to say it's not hilarious, but I just like the even the Family Guys and South Parks don't resort to basically fart jokes. Whereas that was the whole shtick with it with Earthworm Jim was that sort of gross out humor. Right. And I just don't know whether it will fly. I yeah, I, I don't know if it will work anymore. I'd love to see another Earthworm Jim game. I really would, but I just don't know if we're gonna get one. I just can't see it in the future. Yeah, like another example of some of the humor in that game is, is it the second stage is what the heck? You're in hell, basically. Yes. And, uh, they're basically, the, the boss of that stage is, is evil the cat. And the boss fight itself, he jumps from the darkness and you got to shoot him. And when you shoot him, oh, he yeah. has nine lives. And the ghosts drift up with a number on them every time you take a life. Like that kind of thing is, I find hilarious. But it's yeah. not exactly politically correct. No, but that's it, that that boss, yeah, because he literally comes in. You've got a split second to react where he is, and it's like fucker. And do you know what I loved about? Because I I used to always get to that level and then get stuck uh, when I was a kid. It's the music. I was oh. like, ha, music for that level was amazing. I was it randomly switches to elevator music just because? Because in hell, that's what you would have as elevator. Oh, of music. course. <laughs> yeah, because it was like that. It starts off a dun dun. Da, 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 da. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. And then, yeah, goes to elevator music, because why not? The only thing, <laughs> I, the major criticism I have at this game is sometimes I find I can get lost, because 
the level is so it sounds horrible it sounds weird but it's so well animated and so 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 well drawn but then sometimes i'm like right i'm meant to go up there i'm meant to go what where where do, where, where do i interact with where, where's my direction I'm like the fuck do i go here so there's only a few times where i have to go okay i need a guide here because i actually don't know where i'm meant to jump on from i'm a bit lost which shouldn't be a thing in these games because it does look so beautiful but I do find I was like I I don't know if I can move forward, especially those bits where you know you go up, you go up a level. And like, oh, okay, I meant to go up that way. Oh, okay, I meant to go up that way. But it's just a bit. That's one's a bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah. So for that stage especially, I mean, the whole game has a very organic art style, right? Mm. And it where it just it does not feel like a, a tiles, right? You know, when you're playing Mario or Zelda, it's very much tiles, and they use those tiles to piece together a stage. It does not feel that way with Earthworm Jim at all. It's all natural, naturally flowing. And there are a couple spots that are picky. The one spot I used to get stuck on was uh, Jim has this ability where he can use his head to uh, swing off of these hooks. Yes, I know exactly what you're going to say. Where you got a two in a row. Yeah. The timing on that and how to do it. You have to hold left when you do the, that jump. It took me longer than I want to admit <laughs> playing this recently to figure that out. And then once you do, it's fine. But that part was very frustrating. No, I agree. I'm a, yeah, I knew exactly as soon as you said that I've got that as one of my notes, those freaking hooks. Because, yeah, that was a pain in the ass. The timing has to be so perfect. Like, it's worse than the Lion King when you're trying to do the hippo tail. The timing oh, is yeah. worse for that. And that's just a pain in the ass, the hippo tail. But this is really annoying. Because if you fall, you're right back down again. You've got to go all the way back. And it's like, oh, for fuck's sake. So thank you, Genesis, for putting a rewind mode in. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> Saved my ass many a time. It really did. I, oh, it just yeah, that was a bit of a pain. Like I said that rewind fu- function got a big thing with the um, the underwater level because that's the thing you've got. You have limited lives in this game. You do not get that many, and it's like Jesus. And, it's one of them. Continues right. If yeah. you don't get those continues between the the stages up to that point, you're screwed. Like you really are. Yeah. This this becomes like a Wonder Boy situation. I said I've done Wonder Boy, so in Monster World, and it's the same sort of thing. You've got limited lives, limited continues, and if you fuck up, or say again, sorry, not shouldn't say Wonder Boy, should say Sparkster, I should say, if you fuck up with um, a Rocket Knight, you're buggered, and you've got to do the whole game again. I was like, oh my god, really? Again, to get to that point where, you know, that's... But I suppose when they say when you're a kid, you get one game for Christmas and that's it. This is a prime example of that. And this is what was my situation. As a kid, I had a Genesis. I didn't have that many games. This was one of my Christmas games and I had no choice. (laughs) You have to play through the entire game. You have to master it. And that's why I spent so much time in that water tube stage. But I just learned to appreciate this game on the genesis i mean i played this uh you know in modern day on emulators for the super nintendo Mm. and and other platforms i mean the graphic style just works in the genesis very crisp pixels yeah the music to me sounds better than on the snes but i'm i'm biased i love the genesis sound i know a lot of people prefer snes but i think this is just a great hallmark of a game on the genesis and we didn't have many of those (laughs) no the console wars of the 90s right everybody was like I got Mario, I got Link, I got Zelda, all these great games. I'm like, well, I got Earthworm Jim. It's better on the Genesis. Well, that's the thing. I'm a Sega Mega Drive boy. I always have been. Um, I flew that flag when I was a kid. 
and I think I borrowed Earthworm Jim. I didn't have it, but I, I used to rent it. And again, the second level was as, as far as I ever get. And I never actually ever played Earthworm Jim 2 because I was like, well, I can't play Earthworm Jim 2 if I can't beat Earthworm Jim. That's kind of just, you know, gets rid of the point. But I think, yeah, the Mega Drive, I prefer... Well, I've never played it on the Sega... They've never played it on the Nintendo, but because it is missing a level on the Nintendo version, I prefer just by that sense just to play the Mega Drive version. And then this comes back down to Nintendo. Apparently, everything else was okay, apart from this level where you're, like, in someone's intestines, and they thought, no, no, that's not appropriate. But everything else was just not that. It's not Monster, fine, fine, not a problem. But someone's <laughs> intestines, no, too much. Too much for us. Well, what I read was that um, I guess Sega at the time was was trying to eke out anything exclusive they could. So mm. they cut a deal with the company. If you give us an extra level, we'll save on cartridge costs for you. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, yeah. so they got... Ah, uh, right, okay. You play that level. Apparently it was made in a couple days, and it was slapped together very last minute, which shows because it's not... I mean, it's it's great getting an extra level. It's not a good level <laughs> by any stretch, right? No, it, it's not like you're not running out to spend extra money to get it. It's just in there. And I guess that novelty sense because you're in someone's intestines and there's farts everywhere. But it's kind of like, okay, yeah. moving on. Um, but some of like the the final boss, I actually had no problem against um, Slug with the Butt. I had no problem with her um, because she's like on a rotating like circular platform. And I'm just literally unleashing everything I have on it. And I was like, oh, I've done it. Oh, all right. I was expecting that to be a lot more difficult. I did it first time. I was like, woohoo, done. I was like, okay, fair enough. I don't know if you yeah, have the hardest part of that stage was the beginning when you have to helicopter down this this corridor of spikes. If yes. you get it the first time, it's great. But if you screw that up, you basically are dead. But get through that. Yeah, she, she's not a hard boss, which is, I don't mind that. I think that's a release because, because the game has been so difficult to that point. Just let me beat this game. It's yeah, a you long know what? game if you play it straight. Yeah, it is. And you know what? I don't. That's probably thinking about it. I didn't see it as that. I was expecting this really big, hard boss. But no, actually, when you you, you phrase it like that, it's just basically the game saying, "There you go, mate. Have your win. You've done it." You know, I forgot about the helicopter, but yeah, using his head as a helicopter, just freaking genius. And then you go see again. This is a bit of a spoiler, but you know, come on. And then you you, you go see Princess What's Her Name, and you think you've done it. And then all of a sudden she's hit with a with the cow <laughs> you've launched from the first level. It's like, what the absolute fuck is going on? It's so it's, stupid. It's great because it's the cow you launched in the first stage, and you're like, oh, that's what the cow launch means. It's absolutely yeah, dumb. The cow it's, it's, it's stupid, but, but it works. And then Jim just walks away, like nothing to see. Not going to try and save her. It's like, nah, she's dead. She's dead. Well, then after the credits, I think he you see a short little thing where he slips in a frame and grabs her crown and yoinks it, which is also fantastic. It, again, incredible. is so good. And it, it's it's that stupidity, I think, is the 90s worked. Again, if you were a kid, you had like your Tom and Jerry or you had your Nickelodeon shows, which were all like kind of family friendly. But then you had Ren and Stimpy, which I don't think kid adults realize at the time how bad Ren and Stimpy was, as in like hidden messages, it's fart jokes, it's like kind of like the time gore in a, in a way, because it was disgusting in some elements. But this was like the, uh, the Ren and Stimpy of video games, and I think unless you played it, you had no idea what was going on. Which is a shame, like for people who have not played this game, because from the animation, the backgrounds, the music is amazing. 
yeah it's just a solid solid platforming game and, and like i said before it's it's a favor in the genesis and i think it's one of the top genesis games by oh i by do far. yeah i put it up there with i think it was in my because i have done a top mega drive list for the patreon and this was in there um it definitely is in there because it, yeah it's challenging but jesus it looks absolutely incredible like I, i'm yeah. trying i try and think of, of better looking games like hand, the hand-drawn aesthetics, the way it looks is there's not many games that look as good as this. Like it's it's just a, it's a very hard game, um. But I still thought awesome. It's the, actually the the third note I've got is animation's amazing and every sprite is amazing. I just realised, remembered looking at my notes. Do you know what I did find annoying was those super bullets? Because you know Jim's got like his basically his normal right. gun, and then you can basically like a super bullet, like a basically a rocket launcher. It's like him doing his own little ma- massive attack, but you can't store them, which is annoying. It's just as soon as you get it, you've got to use it. Like, no, I need that for later. I need Bring that. Hang on to it, not shoot. Yeah, that's where the using the head becomes key because then you can at least whip some enemies. But you're right. Yeah, it's annoying that you can't store it, but it just highlights this is not a shooting game, right? Everything you no. pick up is is it's not really. It's a platformer at its heart. Yeah, it is. It's a platformer. It is that's solid. It's a platformer, and and you once you like, I eventually can manage to keep some super bullets for the the final boss. Um, but yeah, you just need to be able to uh, use your whip, and using it is just so funny. It just looks so cool as well when you're just whipping this thing with your head. Um, it's just so good. And I'm just I'm just looking at some of the bosses now. Oh yeah, can they look amazing? Evil the cat. What a bastard that thing was. Freaking hell. <laughs> Some of the designs are so good. It's like, yeah, Queen Slug Queen Slug Queen Slug for a butt. Her her picture, her drawing is absolutely incredible. Well, she's just disgustingly designed on purpose, right? Just just hideous looking. And Slug for a butt, she literally has a massive ass that just fills the entire level. Like it's just the yeah. design is so out there. Well, it's based on a termite, isn't it? And termites have huge. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, it, that's what I'm thinking because she says slug for a butt, but termite, yeah, yeah, especially a queen termite, um, because termites have they start off tiny, but they get huge back ends. Um, that's what it's for because she's the main antagonist. Uh, and for the oh. second one as well. Oh, God, I need to play the second the, one. The one I remember, the boss I remembered is the um, level five's boss. It's it's a chicken tank, I guess. But it, <laughs> when the, the but the floor collapses below you, and you're basically in a free fall along with the chicken tank, and it's hovering around, dropping oh, egg bombs yeah. and all this craziness, and you have to shoot as you're falling. But the music combined <laughs> with the free falling and just the absurdity of the of the chicken in a tank. It's just, just wild. The character designs are definitely next level. Robo Chicken. Oh my god, yeah. I'm looking at I remember this one. Yeah. So you're for you're again, it's one of those things, it's so unique. You're free falling and you've gotta fight this chicken as it's free falling. I was like, holy yeah. shit, and it's hard because he can float round and you're basically dying in, in you're basically floating in, in thin air. So clever. God, these bosses yeah. are so good. Like I'm just looking it's at them so- now. It's such a great like design game, and like I played the sequel too, and I like the sequel, but it had the humor, but it didn't have the same the same tight gameplay I think as the first one did. Like they added weapons to the sequel because of course you do, but yeah. they they never really felt they didn't feel it in place because again, Earthworm Gem shouldn't really be a shooter; it's more of a platformer. So adding them yeah. was kind of cumbersome. 
So it had the humor, but it didn't have the gameplay. There's something about a light, lightning in a bottle with Earthworm Jim one, and like I won't even mention Earthworm Jim 3D because that's that's an uh. But it really does feel like a standalone game. Just that one game has just not been recreated. I think in a, in a style similar before uh, after that. No, I I agree. Um, I just don't think it's been done. I just don't think it, it's going to happen, and I just don't think we'll see a game like that again. Um, which is a shame. But I think it's one of them. It maybe if you were to try and do it again, it could actually ruin Earthworm Jim's legacy, possibly, because you want to see greatness. You want to see this game do well. And I think it will always be remembered. I don't think this game's going to fall off the radar. Um, I think it's one of them which we will, you know, people will talk about it. Maybe, yeah, you're right about the second. I need to give that a go before I actually can say, but. You sometimes sequels they try too hard, but in reality, just keep it simplified. Use what worked, and that would have been the best thing. But from the sounds of it, they tried to add too much to Jim himself, um, which probably wrecked it. And that's my worry with any when they announced the modern version of our, our sequel to it on the Amigo, Amico, whatever the hell that thing is called. Mm. I, you know, I just I just don't want them to ruin the memory of what is a great game. Like, I don't mind remakes, remasters, and, and sequels to old games if they're done well. But again, I just didn't see it with Earthworm Jim. No, they did do, didn't they? They did do a remaster, didn't they? Uh, of, of, didn't they do it for the Xbox? Yeah, there's, um, yeah, Earthworm Jim HD, which was the which was the first game, basically hand-drawn animation. So they, they polished it up and they released it there. I did not play it. Um, I had heard they'd actually taken out a couple of the stages. There's actually a, um, a hidden stage in 5, level 5. Yeah, I don't know if you you came across that where you're in the dark and then you're being chased by a giant pair of eyeballs. <laughs> no, no, okay. <laughs> it's just it's just very cartoony. Giant pair of eyeballs are chasing you through the dark, and you basically all you have is spotlights to kind of make your way through, and it's just a, a chase sequence, and it's in the middle of a light a level. Why? No idea. It's just kind of hidden there for no damn reason, but it's it's still fun. But they took that out of the HD version. It's it's bizarre, and um, I think the Sega CD version was based on the, the Mega Drive version of the game, but it had an additional stage on a on a pirate ship or something. But much like Intestinal Distress and the Genesis exclusive, it felt like it was kind of just quickly done, haphazardly put together, and it wasn't really that great, I guess. So some that's, of them do have different levels. That's funny. That's just... like I'm going to have a look at this. Where's this... Um, yeah, I've never... I, I, do, I try not to do too much research. I just kind of like to play it as I can. So who turned out the lights? Oh, yeah. Yes. That's funny. The, oh, God, yeah, the big, huge eyes. That's so good. What, like, what, it's uh, just wild to me that all the sprites in the game, like every stage, both in unique in gameplay, also unique in enemies and environments, right? Like there's, I don't think they repeat using enemies in any of the stages, I don't believe. No. No, they yeah. don't. Again, it's making everything absolutely unique. And that's what you don't find in many games. You, do, you don't. And they've done a really, no. really good job with it. But they don't take itself seriously at all. They they know what this game is. Like, frick, I'm looking at some of the artwork for Earthworm Jim, where they're using it for, like, flyers, and they got people to write in. Some of them are just taking the piss. Like, it's Jim with basically saying Jim tries juggling, and it's just him, the worm, with three balls. And that's actual promotion work. They've used that for promotion. I was like, that's just stupid. But it wor- it'll work because people... Well, video game ads were def- definitely a different thing that back then than they were now. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, oh, 
Yeah, 100%. They were way different. Like oh I play, um, I like to play a lot of indie platforming games. I'm always looking at games that are in that retro style, but new. And like I've played a few from Messenger, Cyber Shadow. I'm playing one now called Curse Crackers. And they're all great. They're all control really well and they're fun. But the designs, the, the enemies, they keep reusing the enemies stage after stage. There's, there's so yeah. much the sameness to them. I, I have not seen a game in recent memory that captures that uniqueness level to level like Earthworm Jim, which is, which no. is saying something. This right, okay. So you know, what we're saying about how everything is random. Listen to the, this was the description they gave for one of their adverts. Ever, and this is sums it up. Ever raced through a three D plasma tube? Uh, ever bungee jumped into a pool of snot? How many times you've been able to obliterate the screen in sixty four directions? What about finding weapons that toast off the screen? Can you perform crazy acrobatics to avoid death? How many games have you played with exploding organs? Have you ever seen a queen with a slug for a butt? That, what, what more can you freaking say? Can you imagine as a kid, if you were a younger kid back then, trying to tell your parents that you want a copy of Earthworm Jim for your birthday, and you, they ask you to explain what the game is? You can't explain <laughs> this game to your parents. It doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah, mommy, I want to play a game. Um, you have to fight Queen Slug for a butt. You're like, what the fuck? Shut up, Timmy. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, you're playing Mario or Sonic, a game which makes more sense because it's a, a, son, a hedgehog that can run the speed of sound. That makes far more sense than your well, shit. Well, I mean, fine. But, I mean, at least the, the content of Sonic is, is pretty family-friendly considering. <laughs> yeah, so. it is pretty family, and I give that. But, no, literally, I, uh, we could go on and on and on because I, I like this game. I said I do yes. like this game, but it is one of them... It, it will take you over an hour, I think, but it's got to be. Again, it's like Rocket Knight. You've got it's it's tight gameplay, and it's meant to be trial and error. It's meant to be practice. I think there's far more practice needed for this game, in a sense, because I think there's a few more random elements in it than there is with Rocket Knight. Although Rocket Knight is very much once you've got the pattern down, you will have a absolute breeze. Although I say that you obviously were drifting around, you know, doing donuts in your um, submarine, where I was crying myself to sleep with the submarine, and I'll always curse you for that, you bastard. But I just think this is a great game. Yeah, this is definitely up there. I mean, I'm playing through currently Battletoads on Nintendo, and that's another game that also requires the memorization and practice. And that's what Earthworm Jim is, memorization and practice. But, I mean, that's okay. I mean, when you got the one game a year back in the day, that's what you wanted, right? You want a game that you could eventually master. And that's definitely this game. This is not a weekend rental by any means. It takes some work to get through this one. And you know what, though? I, I remember this is going off topic a little bit. You're saying about the one game rental. I remember I got um, Sonic 3D Blast from a birthday off my dad. And I finished it in like two hours as a kid. Yeah. It was yeah, done. It wasn't, uh, wasn't the greatest Sonic game. <laughs> no, it, my dad wasn't very happy to learn that I'd, I'd completed it like that quick. Like it made me very sick um because of the 3d my, my brain couldn't process it but right. i'd finished it that quick i was like okay i'm done uh and i was like shit what now i can't take it back and again you're not going to be doing that with earthworm gym unless you're a gaming god so you have it for the year you have it for time to practice i think right. as gamers now are spoiled because we literally our mindset can't last more than five seconds until we need something else we need new you know, dopamine. But I think with this, it was the perfect game to get you through a good few months until you've potentially got enough to get yourself something new or wait till your birthday or Christmas the following year. 
Well, and it's it's not like the it's not easy to get bored with this one like some other games where there's repetition, right? Where there's the same gameplay every stage. This game is very unique start to finish. And I, yeah. I, that I think is its benefit. When you play this game, even today, if you just sit down and play this game even today, the off-the-wall humor and graphics, the constantly changing environments and sprites and enemies, and the different gameplay, it really helps keep a player engaged in this to get all the way through. Yeah. If you can beat, you know, the water stage, which is... <laughs> Bastard, shut up. <laughs> no, it's hard, man. It's up there. It's one of the, it's one of the hardest levels in retro. I, I stand by that. Yeah, it is. This game doesn't hold your hand. Oh, God, no, it does not. Now, I, I probably, I'll probably be repeating a lot of stuff if I was to go through it. Have you got anything else you would like to bring to the table and show off with this game? Um, you know, my big thing with this game is, is I like to show it as a showpiece of the Genesis being great back in the day. Yes. Because I think a lot of the people give the Genesis shit uh, when they go back and look at games. Go back and play Earthworm Jim, because you can do this now, on SNES and on Genesis. And really look at the differences in the graphics and the music. Because apparently when they were making this game, they um, had a, a like a neutral programming language. They would make a level on SNES and it would work on Genesis, make it on Genesis, go to SNES. They went back and forth. So this game was developed simultaneously in both platforms. And it's neat oh. to go back now and look at the difference between the two. Because there are solid differences between the two. But I, I really wish people would give more, more cred to the Genesis game. Because it really is such a fantastic game on Genesis. And it really highlights the, the good parts of that platform. Yeah, I, I said I was a Genesis boy. I think the, the Mega Drive is a great console. I think there are hidden gems in there. And I think it did get shit on. I think because Zelda's IP, sorry, Nintendo's IPs were just too strong at the time. They had yeah. so many. Um, but if you go digging and you look back, it's still got the you know possibly one of the best retro games back in the industry to Rage 2. That was, yes. uh, that was a Mega Drive game. Um, so there are gems in there. You've just got to basically not just think, oh yeah, fucking Mega Drive, you know, it's a shit console. It's not. It had great, it had ones in there, and again, without the Mega Drive, you don't have the console walls. Simple as that. So, yeah. although I put that down to Sonic One, um, but yeah, you don't <laughs> if you, without that, you don't have a console wall. And I do think people should play this game. So, if you then had to score this, if you were scoring it out of ten, what would you be giving it? Uh, not a 10 out of 10, because, I mean, as much as I like this game, it does have parts that are quite a bit difficult. But I think mm. this is a solid, I would say, 9 out of 10 for me. I love this game. I'm going to say 8.5. And again, okay. maybe because maybe if I was playing it more consistently and got really good at it, but because I was trying to breeze through it quite quickly, I was just getting more frustrated than not. But I can see the charm in it. And again, if I played it more, I probably would be giving it an extra 0.5. But for me at the moment, it's still an 8.5. still a bloody good game. Don't get me wrong. I still oh, think fantastic. it's one of those you should all play. Um, but yeah, you just need that. Go. You need to know what you're getting into. It's a, it's a Dark Souls one. It's a, it's a take your time. <laughs> don't don't think you're going to fly through it in an hour. You're not. It's a bloody hard, hard game. Awesome. Well, Jake, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on again. I, I love having you on the show. And everyone, please make sure you go over and follow the Press B to Cancel podcast because they're a bunch of really great guys. And yeah, they're doing really well. And yeah, we want to make sure both shows grow. And Jake, and again, I can't wait to have you back on the show again, my friend. Great. Thanks very much. 
And that was episode 79. We looked at Earthworm Jim. I hope everyone had a really good time. And thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much again for Sick Jake. I can't wait to have you on again. And I'll keep butchering saying press B. To, and then he did it again. Press B to cancel podcast. But until then, you all take care of yourself and have a nice week. I've been Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>